0: being a kid was hard yeah because most kids are like let's go play in the sandbox and i'm like is jesus real um should i calculate yeah. the circumference of the earth
1: I don't know, I really oh, like sitting on the floor. Da, da, da.
0: I know, we were just sitting on the floor talking about my PTSD.
1: Your um, PTSD, my trauma.
0: We love trauma. Wait, can you well, sing we don't for love me now? Trauma, but we no, are. we we love talking about <laughs> deep things. Let me like
1: I'll sing for you later with like the guitar or something. <gasps> oh my god. Acapella what are you is gonna say?
0: Plah twist. Na, 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 na. I think
1: I could like make an acoustic cover of that. I have to no. slow it way down. Though. Do you
0: know who Laney is? Yeah, of I know who Lainey is love. Laney. Do you like Malibu Nights? Mm-hmm. That song makes me want to cry. I'm not in love right now, but it makes me feel someone's heartbreak.
1: Well, and that's okay. So that's that's why I love music, right? Me too. Because it's 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 about sharing one of two things. It's either about connecting or creating something new. Yes. So a music, is, music is about creating physical feeling, yes. right? Emotions manifest themselves physically. And the way we can share those is through music. So I'm doing one of two, two things. I'm, say, I'm writing a song and saying, hey, I've felt this. I know you felt this. Yeah. I want you to know that like, it's going to be okay because like, I understand this. Or it's saying, hey, I'm unique in my own way. Let me share something with you that you might not have felt before.
0: You Ooh. might not have
1: experienced. And that's when a song really grips you, right? When it's right. a new experience. Right. It's a new perspective.
0: But do you think that everyone feels as deeply as like someone like anyone that has some kind of like musical inclination? Do you think everyone feels as deeply? Like for me, I'm not kidding. Like for, there's something about certain songs where it could be the melody. It could be the words but i feel so deeply about it like i could cry and it it might not even be sadness it might not be happiness but there's something about the way the notes like flow together that makes me feel like this physical response do you right. think everyone has that like i really want to know if that's just a me thing or if that's i think everybody's most capable people. of it the more
1: intentional you are with your emotions the more you can expand on them it's like it's like anything right the more you practice something the better you get at it now let's say with coding right when you first started learning coding it was probably something along the lines of copying something from a page right Okay, maybe coding's not a great example because I don't know anything about coding. I'll, I'll 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 express it this way. When I first started writing music, I was using type beats, right? Yeah. So my vision was only as far as my vocal arrangements. Right. But what I understand is, the more I learn, the more the reason I want to eventually learn music theory. Like I said, I've tried and quit three times. The reason I want to learn is because when you practice something more when you're more familiar your vision for creating opens up your understanding yeah. your awareness of the expanse of something yeah widens and so it's like that with emotions the more time you spend in practicing self awareness with your emotions yeah the more deeply you're able to feel them but the cool part about art like i know people who have like looked at a painting people who i consider to be emotionally pretty surface level right not that they're less human but that they're just not that in touch right. with their emotions they look at like a like a abstract piece of art and all of a sudden it's like this is like deep weight for me wow a picture's never done that right songs have always expanded me too. on my emotions
0: yeah for me when i look at art sometimes like i will look at a very famous piece and i will be like It looks like a toddler literally threw paint at this. My Mm -hmm. logical brain kicks in for like visual art. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense of how this is famous. I could have painted this, whatever. This is easy. But then with music, that's like when my more like artistic feelings and just, I don't know, emotional intelligence comes out. Yeah, That's interesting though. Because for me, like art is just, I don't know. Sometimes I really feel like anyone could have made it. Yeah,
1: right. And that's what's amazing is it's it really is all so subjective and that's 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 a cool part about music because if somebody doesn't like your song it doesn't mean your song's not good
0: that's so true it just means
1: Like, I have something I created, like one of my first songs that I had a friend who was like, that really hit home for me. Yeah. But everybody else I showed it to was like, okay, it needs some work. You should, like, do this to it. For him, it just made him feel he didn't think other than what it felt. Yeah. And being an artist is like being a teacher. So there's no such thing as a bad student, just a bad teacher. Yeah. Right? So, as a personal trainer, my goal is not just that my students can replicate my lessons when I'm not around. It's that they can continue to learn and grow, right? Yeah. So with my music, it's the same thing. My goal is, it's either connecting on a a, a similar emotion and showing them how I've expanded on it simply by giving them the feeling through the song, or it's giving them a new feeling, Mm -hmm. an emotion or feeling they might not have experienced before, Mm
0: -hmm. which then
1: broadens their emotional scope of awareness.
0: Do you think that some people are... Born more emotionally intelligent, or do you think that emotional intelligence can be created or enhanced through
1: experiences? I think there is is genetic, people are, you know, just born with genetic differences, right? And that's physical and psychological. But I think for the most part, we are simply the product of our past. I was raised with emotional intelligence at the forefront of my upbringing.
0: Were your parents really like emotionally available? Did they talk about feelings with you? Like
1: are so, your parents
0: together? There's so many questions. Yeah, out. so
1: they are together and what they were really open with and this is, you know, as they grew as parents, the first thing they became very intentional with is, "Hey, we're trying to figure this out as we go," all right? So like it's I love like that. developing some grace between you know, there's that moment where you realize like your parents aren't all right it. all the time and you're just like, oh shit, wait. Yeah, wait, you're what? like, wait, my like, role models aren't
0: perfect? They don't know what they're doing? Oh my God, I was lied to.
1: Right. Um, yeah. But what they became very honest with was their process. Yeah. They're like, we don't have all the answers, but we're just going to really communicate. Like we're going we're gonna to do our best to acknowledge our failures. If you bring something to us, like, like we're gonna, we, we might say you're wrong. Yeah. Or we might say, "Hey, okay, I hear that. This is what I thought. You brought this new perspective, and it's teaching somebody how to learn." Yeah, right?
0: I love that. So,
1: so my dad was an ER doc. He was in. I wow. was when I was born. He was just starting medical school. So as a living being, I saw him finish medical school, become a doctor. He went into the military to pay for school. He left. He became an ER doc. He opened his own practice and now he's selling it, you know? And so what I got from all that though was not answers, but just him being really open Mm. with his process and what he was learning and figuring out as a boss, as a dad and then his ability to even do that yeah. had to grow and develop because there was a point when it was just, we're your parents, you're our kids, okay, yeah. this is how it's supposed to be. And then all of a sudden one day it was like, wait a minute, okay, we need to change, we need to express more. And so...
0: Did your dad ever cry in front of you? Or so, like yeah. so that he was weak in moments? Yeah,
1: my so my my dad has been very open with the fact that he's not very open, right? He's a doctor. Mm. There's not a day he goes to work where he doesn't see somebody die. Or who has done right, to have a and then he comes home, skin. and his eight-year-old son is screaming at him because he wanted ice cream, and now he's not allowed to eat ice cream, right? So that makes you a little bit emotionally unavailable. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to be. I, I wouldn't say that was like something super heavy. When he he did his best, but it was always because he was honest about, hey, I didn't do a good job here. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes it was days later, sometimes it was years later that he was able to recognize it. But so I was homeschooled until fifth grade.
0: That's why you're smart. I knew you were an intellect. (laughs) Anyway, continue.
1: My mom. So my mom homeschooled three boys. For God bless your my mother. my older brother was in seventh grade yeah so for seven years no sisters actually I know. boys are easier
0: than girls let's be honest they are
1: easier They're but you know i feel for her like God, i, feel for her I so wanted much. so badly for my mom to have Shit, a little sorry, girl to, like, but you know what what it has done is it's it's with my dad's help and with her help it's taught us how to like best support her, she and I are a lot alike she and I are like exactly the same like She's struggle with anxiety struggle with depression very creative though
0: here and <laughs> present.
1: so yeah. it's funny because my relationship with her struggles the most out of like right because you're the, family. the most alike 100%. right so we overwhelm each other all 100%. the time yeah bringing it back around though it was really just about being present in the process yeah and just doing your best to recognize being okay if it wasn't a day later you found out it was wrong it's like having peace with. It might be it might be a year before I recognize why this was wrong and actually understand. Yeah. But like as long as you keep the conversation going, I, that's all you can do. We're all just trying our best, right? Like I, my parents are just trying their best. Dude,
0: once you realize parents are bumbling idiots like the rest of us trying to survive adult life, everything just becomes more clear because. Growing up, I almost wish my parents were more transparent about how they still fuck up too. I lived in like a very traditional household where mm-hmm. it was very like established dominancy. Like my dad and my mom like mm-hmm. run on the house. We're just like yeah. here to obey all the rules. And when you do see those moments of weakness from your parents, it's more earth shattering when you expect them to be on this pedestal and these perfect people and you you feel like fucked up inside you're like wait i'm so confused like when i saw my mom cry for the first time like my parents had gotten in a fight and i saw my mom cry and i was like oh my god like honestly i felt sick i was like parents shouldn't fight it's just you're raised with these stupid expectations about how adulthood is, and it's so not true. We're all the same. I mean, God forbid, I actually know people that are 40s, 50s, that are less mature than I am. I'm not saying I'm mature at all, but I'm saying age is so relative and... Or not relative. Age is... Yeah, would well, it is it's, relative. It's relative, but it's also kind of arbitrary. Like Your age doesn't mean anything in terms of your emotional intelligence always Yeah,
1: your eq is what matters
0: exactly and experiences do enhance that but i do think going back to my question about whether you think you can be born with emotional intelligence or if it's acquired i mean i know that was a long tangent but i i always thought it was more innate i still think that a lot of it is i was never taught to be who i am but i've always just been very emotionally mm-hmm. intelligent and i was never shown how yeah and so i do think it is morning but through your examples i realized there are things that you can bring out in people that can really show them their introspection and they can grow so much
1: yeah and yeah. i think this this is how i see it it's funny i had a conversation about this maybe five months ago like right as covid hit we were at home and a friend of my older brother's from new york actually was visiting and we were talking about how if the world is comprised of A, B, C, D, E, and F, some people are born only genetically able to see A, B, but live with A, B, and F. And right. so they learn all of those, but mm. only those three. And they don't even know C, D, and E. I'm trying to remember what letters I know, I know, those use. are so... I was the whole not point, following. It's Your all right. Point, you though, you, you see part of it, you don't see other parts. But I think the point is, it's kind of a mix between what both of us are saying is that my brothers took very different things out of the same experience of parenthood, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I gravitated very much towards, like, and I held on to all, everything, emotional intelligence, self-awareness. My brothers did not as much, you know. Other things were more important or just, like, clicked with them faster. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I think there is a balance between There's a lot
0: the two. of that. My sister is adopted, actually. So, my youngest sister is adopted from Armenia, and we were raised the same exact way my parents like love all of us so much and so equally and we are all raised with the same values same everything but my sister and I couldn't be more opposite my Mm -hmm. sister was my sister was very like liberal-minded in high school and I was more conservative we were brought up the same, but it's just so interesting because we have completely different genetics. We have completely different DNA mm-hmm. and we were polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that biology in the end can sometimes like overpower experiences. We went through the same hmm. like family experiences. Right. We went through the same deaths in our family. We went through the right. same everything and we reacted in such different ways and my brother and I just as an example we never had to be told to do our homework we we just really wanted to get straight A's it might be that control thing like i'm just mm-hmm. a perfectionist by nature my sister hated school would have to be grounded because my mom would be like you have missing assignments whatever but we were raised the same exact way Mm -hmm. i love psychology and i love science and experiments so it was really interesting seeing that in real life the difference between our biology we were raised in the same way but our differences and the magnitude of those differences were just so great but I do think, though, from what you said, I mean, experiences do matter. What we were talking about with PTSD, I wouldn't have PTSD about puking if I didn't get E. coli when I was three. Right, yeah. So, but then there's this question, I'm about to get more complicated and talk forever. Am I just more susceptible of getting PTSD because I... Have anxiety running in my family. Well, Would anyone get yeah. that from just puking a shit time? Well, like, think about probably it. Probably not.
1: Like, like, this there are people who end up in rehab because they witnessed, you know, massacres happen, right? Yeah. In their yeah. home countries. And then after 20 years of trying to deal with that, then they end up in rehab. And then there are people who end up in rehab because even though they live, you know, in like middle class, suburban, yeah. They have a little bit of anxiety, yeah. and that little bit of anxiety leads them into that same exact rehab.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, your experiences almost don't matter. It's more of just—is it just the wiring then?
1: I mean, it has to be a mix of both, right? I, yeah, sci-
0: scientifically, it's both, but
1: but emotional intelligence, like the study emotional well being, is like new in the sense of becoming pop culture. Right. Yeah. Like now, I see Instagram posts for life coaches and therapists. Yeah. yeah. And, and ads for you know like help that with anxiety. New app, what's it and, called?
0: It's um BetterHelp. I think you can get hmm. on-demand counselors. Yeah. Which is dope. Like I'm all for it. Yeah. I think it's cool.
1: And so it's like the the study of it's not new. Obviously, right. for ages, you know, it's been there. But what's what's happening is we no longer need to be physically evolved or created however it is to be strong that's true the biggest challenges are now emotional and psychological and and so we're having to learn as a species new defense mechanisms anxiety is anxiety is the fear of a mountain lion attacking me right right but because there are no mountain lions anymore what were we talking about earlier PTSD, anger, things like that, unchecked emotions attach themselves to anything and everything. Yeah. Just to be experienced. Yeah. So the anxiety, the fear of being attacked by a bear is like no longer there. So now I get anxiety. About, like, anything and everything. Literally,
0: like, posting this
1: Instagram photo. Like, I'm about to post it. What are people going to (laughs) think?
0: Oh, my God. Right. Yeah.
1: And and what's interesting is fears stay around because they connect themselves to our identity. We're afraid to let go of fears, traumas, because it's a part of our identity. And to let go, it's like a codependent relationship. When you break up, the hardest part of breaking up is that you've now... Put your identity in that person and so without them, even though you know that they've hurt you, they're going to continue to hurt you, without them, you are emotionally non-existent Yeah. without them now. So it's like, it's really common for people to be really depressed, no longer be chemically depressed, but they keep telling themselves they're depressed. Yeah. So then they stay depressed.
0: Did you know that an emotion actually only lasts seven minutes, Mm -hmm. but the... The duration after that is something that we create in our minds.
1: It's to stay relevant. It's to stay alive. No, but it's literally. it's
0: crazy. I mean, like, when I went through a breakup and everything, like, I literally told myself that. I was like, this is seven minutes after this shit. Obviously, you should let yourself feel and whatever. Mm-hmm, but absolutely. I was like, a lot of this lingering is not because I'm actually sad. It's because I'm creating the sadness. Right. It's so interesting. It's like we... The- Which is... What?
1: As a creative, what's so hard for me is I get high off of my emotions. I yeah. love my emotional highs. Because the I thing love being is, very sad. I love being very You need it though angry. to make
0: art. You can't make art when you feel literally steady as shit. What? What's your art going to be? A flat line? Right. You need the highs and lows. And so
1: the hardest part about like working through anxiety, at least for me, or depression, is like when I'm my most depressed, I make my best fucking work. Why do you think I, like, keep myself up until 6 a.m. and try to, like, mix everything up in my head so nothing is straight and logic is no longer there because I'm so tired, I've been up late, I have all these things in my system, so now all I have is what I feel.
0: Mm. And I'm left
1: with that and I soak in it and I bask in it and I hold on to it and I make it my identity and then all of a sudden it becomes the identity of my song, of what I'm creating.
0: As a kid, do you remember passing a lot of judgment towards artists I, I i mean for me at least as a, like a woman i was like oh my god did you hear hillary Duff has anorexia it, it was like this groundbreaking news and or like so and so has anxiety or so and so has depression and now i'm like of course they fucking do
1: yeah well that's where it's like every artist ever <laughs> yes. is just fucked up
0: it's it's what we were talking about earlier with was it Bob Moss? Who was
1: the Bob Ross.
0: <laughs> no, you almost need to be a little bit off your rocker, though, because, wait, it wasn't him, though, that we were talking about. It was someone. Kanye West. Kanye West. You almost have to be a little off your rocker because art is a shock value industry. You have to come up with novelty, things that just make people feel, mm-hmm. and you can't do that. By riding in cruise control. You have to do that by literally going to depths of the universe that nobody else goes to.
1: Well, and that's where we... It's funny, I just had a conversation with somebody last night about this. We are built psychologically in our genetics to respond strongly to the energy of groups. To conform to groups. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Now the people who are the most successful and the most creative are those who have been able to be most uniquely themselves. I talk to people all the time and I always, I I very often meet people with similarities, right? Yeah. You know, there's, it's rare you're gonna like never see somebody who doesn't share something similar to you, but what is the most important is the perspective it's it's a new perspective on something familiar right and so the ability to kind of be off your rocker in a sense a little bit crazy what it does is it allows you to no longer be ensnared by essentially group psychology right your subconscious no longer attaches itself to groups
0: so are you kind of saying in a roundabout way we're all kind of off our rocker in quotations But some people are more willing or unintentionally just more open about who they are. They don't conform to groups as much. Like, are you saying we're all kind of like that? But most people just think they need to act in course with standards and like be a certain way with a group.
1: To be honest, (laughs) I don't know that I can say for sure what I was saying. A lot of the times as I speak, I'm not always (laughs) trying to make a point. Yeah. Rather... I'm openly exploring an idea, Mm -hmm. right? I like that. this, This is how I was raised. My parents talk about their process out loud.
0: I love that. Me as
1: a person, me in class in like high school, if I were to like raise my hand to like ask a question or like, answer a question it was mostly me just like talking and then like following every fucking possible rabbit trail yeah. until i either arrived somewhere or i said the right thing that made my teacher say what i wanted to know and now i hear it and it brings it back right okay right so point is i'm not necessarily trying to say that everybody's off their rocker i mean because if everybody is nobody is right like,
0: right you need contrast is, in life normal. for there to be a I think yeah
1: maybe what i was saying is just it really does help like it's necessary as a creative, yeah. to have Be that different. ability to disconnect, yeah. To like look at Shia LaBeouf, like he's one of my favorite actors ever. No, really, a lo- is he a, lo- a douchebag? Um, he just has been through some shit. Really?
0: And, Enlighten if- me. Tell me.
1: So I just watched his documentary recently. I haven't watched like the last twenty minutes of it, but his dad was like a rodeo clown. His mom was out of the picture. And he was a child actor from like a very young age, right? So one of the things I appreciate about him is he's just very real with how fucked up he is. For him, life was so stressful and like so unpleasant that acting, being in front of the camera, is now. And this is this this is what he said. He's like being being in front of the camera is my is the only place where things are real.
0: Oh, you know what's sad about that. He feels like that's the only place things are real, but that's when he's acting as someone else. Right. He's escaping his own reality, and that's so fucking sad. He's
1: disconnecting. Yeah. But it's also what we were talking about earlier, about creating our own delusion. Yeah. Tell me again what you were saying about that, in your words, because I like the way you said I it. Don't remember. Creating what we were our own realities, about. like like placebo.
0: Oh yeah, it like was Like using placebo to your advantage. Yeah, like I think that oftentimes like people that don't believe in God or like different religions or things like that or even just psychic mediums, spirituality in general, they're like, oh, well science and I get it. Like I'm so scientific so it makes so much sense to me that like science is the way things are explained. But if something works... And it makes you feel comfort or relief of pain. I think that's why we gravitate towards it. Yeah. So it could be religion. It could be acting for Shia LaBeouf. But I don't think it matters what it is. But if it makes you feel better, even if it's tricking your own brain into thinking that that's reality, if it Go makes you feel it. better, then do, do it. it. Up. You know what I it's mean? It's why like
1: my my parents, right? Still believers. So uh, just for some background for the viewers, grew up in like a rather conservative home, generally would have been identified as Christian. What my parents would have said is we we have certain beliefs that lead us to live a certain life, and a lot of those ideals align themselves with what you would call Christianity. But the reason they don't always say yes, we're Christians, is because there's misunderstanding about that. So they want to leave the space to intentionally express what it is. I love that. And so their faith is very come as you are. This is what we believe, and because we believe it, we would love for you to believe this. But we also just like love you for who you are. And what Your they
0: are fucking dope. They sound so cool. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm incredibly grateful for them. Honestly, some of the things I'm most grateful for are some of the ways they fucked up recently. Really? Because it's brought some, like, unreal conversations. Things that I never would have figured out until I've had kids who are now 20 years old. But now they're being honest with me about it now, so I have a perspective of what it's like.
0: Can you, like, explain what you mean by this a little bit? Like, without giving away what Hmm. the whole story is? Like, I just want to understand better.
1: I think it's more so, like, mistakes. Right, like mm-hmm. I'm, me being grateful for their mistakes. Right. I moved to New York to get my ass kicked. I dropped out of college. I moved to New York Great because I was like, go. fuck, I'm undisciplined. I'm lazy. My parents didn't spoil me, but they were very generous with me.
0: You dropped out of college?
1: Yeah, after my freshman year.
0: Where'd you go to college?
1: Uh Liberty University in Virginia. Virginia, Which is okay. like a private Christian you dropped school. Out. Okay, continue. Yeah. And because failure is the best lesson. It right? is. Yeah. And once you recognize that, it becomes very easy to just acknowledge it and get excited about it. And once my parents learned to do that with the intention of it being for the growth of their children, my brothers and I and myself, it's just made emotional strife within our family. As difficult as it can be, it always ends up bringing us back better, stronger. Yeah you know loving each other more because it's opening up awareness it's it's opening up more of an ability to love the more of something you see you can love the first half of the movie but you'll never love it as much as you love the whole movie yeah if you see it
0: i've been thinking about this a lot i talked to someone recently about a toxic relationship that they were in and after telling me all the things that went down she was like but i still love him and at the time, I, like, couldn't understand it. And I was like, how can you love someone that treats you like that? Or did those things, like, those... Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, with family, they can do things that we may not agree with at all. But then we love them at the end of the day. At the same time, it just begs the question, is that unhealthy? Like, is that unhealthy to... It's
1: unhealthy without boundaries. Right. Uh, call... I guess if
0: your parents were, like, smuggling drugs to Mexico and... Yeah, that would be You know be what great. I mean, though? Like what you're saying it reminded me of I know this this is probably not the way it is for you, but it just reminded me of the toxic relationship thing where the bad and the downs make you closer and like mm-hmm. and I think humans often gravitate towards volatility. Like it's exciting. It's it's this up and down well, it's
1: what we were just talking about. is pain, anxiety is when we feel most ourselves because those things are most alive when we attach our identity to them.
0: Right. So I guess my question is... Is it always
1: worth it? No.
0: No, but my question is, is it healthy?
1: It depends on who it is. So for instance, it's funny. I had a feeling this was going to come up. My older brother and I, he and I haven't spoken for the last two-ish months because it's not necessarily always about digging in and figuring it out. Sometimes it is healthy to let go. Yeah. Right. My parents have been very open about how difficult they've been married for 30 years and they've been very open with how difficult it has been at times. The it fact is. that the fact that maybe the only reason they're still together is because children, children you know, my dad's parents are divorced. He didn't want that for us. And so sometimes it's healthy and sometimes it's not. So my brother and I. It's funny because it was very intuitive. We just kind of like stopped reaching out to each other for a little bit. I'm very intense emotionally and mm-hmm. he's learning
0: mm-hmm. to kind of
1: dive into That's those far. things a little bit more. Yeah. And so I'm a very stressful stimulus for him to be around. Like yeah. He doesn't do well with me. <laughs> yeah. you know, he's like, I, are you I'm, reading I'm me? Are you reading everything? Well, it's, it's also just I'm like really intense. And yeah. the, the last six months of my life, you know, I've struggled heavily with some depression and anxiety that have very vocally come out emotionally, yeah. I guess.
0: Given the circumstances that's expected. Right.
1: And so sometimes it, it's, it's more healthy to like let go, just let things be. And now tomorrow night, he and I are like reconnecting. We're just like, hey, let's sit down for dinner and talk, right? Bye-bye. So it's not always healthy. Take it back to my last relationship. We ended things a couple months later. We're like, okay, let's see if we can, you know, take what we've learned from this and like grow and make this work. And it just turned out that the fight, you know, that that healthy, good fight for a relationship was just no longer healthy. Yeah. And so you have to let go and you can still love somebody, but it doesn't mean... You're in love with them.
0: Yeah. That told me because I had a really hard time understanding that when I heard all the things that this girl went through and all the things that happened between her and her boyfriend. And I was like, how can you love someone that treats you like that? But my five year relationship, there were times that I should have left. I was treated terribly. And At the end of the day, I still care enough about this person to want the best for them. Even though my brain is like, they don't deserve this, like, they don't deserve you to say that, but are human beings just forgiving and we want the best for everyone, even if they, like, do us wrong? There were things that happened in my relationship that were very uncalled for and just... It was like an opportunity for me to exit the situation, break up, move on with my life, and instead... I was like, I know this person deep down. I know that they're hurting. I know why maybe that they're projecting these feelings onto that's me. That's why
1: the love stays. And
0: that's but but the question that I have that I just can't answer is, is that right?
1: I mean, who's to say? It's, I know it's there's worth no one to say. It, right? right? There's like, no one to say. Love is good until it isn't. Yeah. And it's it's that simple. We're all trying our best. Things are good until they're not. Yeah. And ideally, you spend your life broadening your perspective and self-awareness so you can better call what is good and what is not. And really the most important thing, whether to know whether or not it's healthy or not, it comes down to first, are you pursuing your life with integrity to who you know you want to be yeah. and what sets your soul on fire? That first yeah. and foremost. Then the people... The love that is good, family, the friends, the relationships that are good are the ones that align themselves with that. Yeah. It's healthy until it no longer aligns itself with that.
0: Yeah. I'm making this this connection with our first conversation about followers on Instagram and how this year I've really changed what I post and it's coming from a place of now like just who I am and what I want to do and Mm -hmm. what makes me happy and I don't care if I post at eight o'clock in the morning because it's bad for the I just post whatever I want and I used to be like oh people are going to be annoyed if I post more handstand videos and now I'm like I just don't care. What it comes down to is the people that want to be there. This is synonymous with life. The people that want to be there for it, that want to see it, that want to see the growth, that want to see what I do are going to be there because they're a fan and they align with the things that I deem important and what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, they're going to stop hanging out with me. They're going to stop following me. They're going to stop being there and... I think we take it too personally when people stop following us, stop hanging out, stop reaching out. And instead we need to be like, if I'm truly being the person that I want to be and if I'm truly doing the things that make me happy and light my soul on fire, I only want the people that stick around for it. I don't want the people that leave. And exit. It's literally the same thing with Instagram. It's the same thing with everything. Like, you have to be your authentic self. Your family and the person that you're supposed to be with is gonna love to be by your side for all of that and, like, see what sets your soul on fire. There won't be a competition.
1: But here's what's important relationships that end aren't bad. No. Friends that leave your life are not bad friendships. No,
0: no, no. Not across
1: the board, at least. Right. Because I look at my last relationship and. The good things were, in fact, really fucking good.
0: But were the lows really low?
1: Of course. Because the better the good things are, the lower the bad things are.
0: But that's, like, the definition of, like, tumultuous.
1: That's life. It is. That's that's what it is to be human. That's what it is to love. But the more you love somebody, the harder the bad things are. Yeah. Now, I I am, I'm somebody who lives in my emotions I do not act unless I physically feel the impulse yeah my last relationship kind of redefined the way I think about relationships the best relationships aren't always the ones that last the longest it depends partially on what you're looking for but also she gave me some very key pieces towards building who I want to become yeah I will never at least at this point, I would not have become who I'm going to become right if that makes sense right without that her. Makes sense. and yeah. I'm grateful for that. And the reason I still love her or have love for her rather rather than being in love with her is because I know who she is as a human. I can see she's just trying her best yeah. her willingness to like. Try to learn, and then it didn't work out. But that doesn't mean I have to hate her, fear her. It
0: doesn't mean she's less than. It just means together your energies didn't work. Yeah. Right now. It did until
1: it didn't. Yeah. And And that's okay. You can end a relationship. The reason people end relationships angry is because it's way easier to be angry at somebody.
0: It's a defense mechanism. Then
1: to be excited for somebody to be successful.
0: Yeah. The hardest thing in the world is breaking up with someone when nothing inherently went wrong. And this is my experience that happened. I dated this person for five years and he didn't cheat on me. He was so loyal. But you know what? I knew in my heart it wasn't the person that I wanted to be with. Mm -hmm. And that is the hardest thing to leave because there is no excuse. There's no reason. There is nothing that you can say. There's like, no, you did this. And and there's no comfort. Like we find comfort in that. We love to blame other people. We love to blame Mm -hmm. situations. That is human nature. Like I want to be like, you cheated on me, you asshole. Bye. Like I almost wished at times that he cheated on me because I wanted... A reason. And what I'm so passionate about now from my experience is you don't need a reason. There doesn't have to be a reason. The reason could be that you fell out of love and that's okay. I truly wholeheartedly believe that. It doesn't mean they're less of a person. It doesn't mean you are. It just means together it wasn't right and it doesn't make it wrong.
1: You know what surprised me more than anything Was that it made it so much harder that when I broke up with her, after being upset, and the tears, and, and, you know, the the sorrow continuing on for both of us long afterwards, she said, I understand. Fuck. And I was like, fuck, can't you just, like, be pissed at me? I know what you mean, though, like... It's, It's not that I wanted her to be that attached to me, but it made my reason... What I want to say is it made my reason feel invalid, Yeah. but what it actually did was it made it scarier because my reason was valid and my reason was very scary at the time, just a lack of love for myself.
0: Was this like a recent relationship? Like, do you feel like you don't love yourself now?
1: I think like any relationships, I'm still growing to appreciate myself. How old are you? 24. We're the same age. Okay. Again, I was just having a conversation about this with somebody today. Like learning to love yourself is, it's not about being in love with yourself, but it's about taking the actions you take for somebody you are in love with. Gratitude, right? right? Gratitude is not knowing when you're supposed to be grateful. Gratitude is being physically and emotionally overwhelmed with the reality of what you have based on what you don't. (laughs) <laughs> exist and you could not that at its base for my entire life i'm gonna go like the opposite of where you think i'm going with this was like the worst thing ever i was never excited to be alive as a kid life was just like so fucking stressful you always and, struggled like, tiring. though
0: like me I, I struggled with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. my whole life being a kid was hard Yeah. because most kids are like, let's go play in the sandbox. And I'm like, is Jesus real? Um, should I calculate yeah. the <laughs> circumference of the earth? No, I totally understand.
1: It's unreal, but like to kind of go back to the relationship, you can't love somebody if you don't love yourself. Because no, if you it's... don't know how to show love to yourself, no. then you can never really show love to somebody else.
0: No, and it's so cliche, but it is so true. And now I know who I want to be so much. In this past relationship, he wanted a very traditional Susie Homemaker type girl, like princess, Mm -hmm. looks pretty all the time. I'm not like that. I am goofy. I'm weird. I'm energetic. He would say to me sometimes I would be dancing to Whitney Houston really obnoxiously around. I just don't care. Mm -hmm. And, And he would say to me, that's not the stuff I fell in love with. I like the quiet stuff. I liked so the, like, hear. petite, quiet, nice stuff. And so I I held myself back for so long. I thought I had to be this cookie-cutter, wifey, be a sidekick. it's not me. And, and the best thing that ever happened was me leaving the relationship because the past year I've realized that who I am is what I love the most. I'm still figuring it out. I don't love myself 100% as we're 24. Like, this is a continuing process we're not gonna know what that's like until i don't know if we'll ever know that's another thing i want to bring up but because well, because
1: the the options of ways to be human are constantly expanding now with virtual reality changed. more understanding with like emotional intelligence and yes. awareness and
0: yes like we'll never be ready And no. and that's and that's the thing is for a long time i was like i'm not gonna date until i'm like you know 20 Seven, whatever, because then I'll be ready. And it's like ready is an arbitrary thing. There's no timeline. Ready and is what
1: aligns itself with you in pursuit of your life and in integrity. Does.
0: But, but if you're anything like me, nothing is ever at its perfect. When we were making that song or even when I'm singing, mm-hmm. I will literally, even if something is good, I will be like, I have to redo it because this tiny little millisecond was wrong. And so I don't think we'll ever be ready and we'll ever fully love ourselves. There's always going to be something. But I think being aware of that and like being aware of your progress or being aware of your flaws, that is ready. It's all awareness. It really is because you're never going to be perfect. I mean, maybe that's not for everyone, but for me personally, I always want to be like good at everything. So I would literally find a reason. Like if someone was proposing to me tomorrow, I'd be like, well, I'm not good at golf yet so we can't you yeah. know what i mean like I'm, I'm always gonna find something so so i'm trying to let go and detach of that because i don't think that there is a ready i think that there's progress and i think that there's a place where you feel confident in yourself but i don't think there's a ready there's never a ready